listening to Seeking Refuge, a podcast sharing the human stories of refugees. Today we're doing something a little bit different. We're talking about refugeeism in the Disney film Encanto. Encanto is about a Colombian family, the family Madrigal, as the first song tells us, who lives in a secluded village in a magical house, and they each have unique powers given as a gift to them by their Encanto, a magic candle. The matriarch of the Madrigals, Abuela, actually settled in their village after being displaced by violence in her home with her husband and children. If you haven't seen the film, in it, the family house begins to crack and the family begins losing their powers. So, it is up to Mirabelle, the main character and only member of the family without a magic gift, to figure out what is wrong and save their miracle. If you haven't seen Encanto, we'll be talking about some spoilers about the ending sequence and some characters. So go watch it and come back if you haven't seen it. Your host for today is Anusha Ghosh, and she's joined by Jackie Burnett, Rohit Swain, and me, Aidan Thomason. Here's our discussion on Encanto. Welcome to another episode of Seeking Refuge. My name is Rohit, and today I'm with Anusha, Jackie, and Aidan. Today we'll be discussing the movie Encanto. So in this episode, we're going to first discuss the historical background of the movie, and then we're going to discuss some themes as they relate to refugeeism and current issues of refugeeism. So um, the movie Encanto uh, is believed to be set in the 1950s. Some context clues that give this away are, for example, the vintage camera used in Antonio's new room, the popularity of telenovelas displayed in Bruno's hidden room, and the dress style. Uh, for example, women only wore dresses and skirts uh, until the 60s and 70s. Now to talk about the family. The family is called the Madrigals. The Madrigals are generations descended from either refugees fleeing from the Thousand Days War in Colombia or refugees fleeing to Colombia from violence in Venezuela. After researching online, uh, it basically boiled down to these two issues, but Disney hasn't necessarily confirmed which of those issues the movie is based on. So as I mentioned, one of the issues um, the movie is based on is the Thousand Days War. And um, for more context, the Thousand Days War was a civil war that occurred between uh, liberals and conservatives in Colombia, resulting in about 60,000 to 130,000 deaths, extensive property damage, and economic ruin. Uh, This war took place from 1899 to 1903, I guess we can just talk about um, intergenerational trauma because I feel like that's something that was prevalent throughout the entire movie. Looking at the characters individually, we can see that pretty much every character carries a burden of trauma with them, even if they're a generation that wasn't necessarily tied to the conflict that drove the family to a new area in the first place. Uh, for example, Luisa, who, um, whose gift is um, strength, she always feels this pressure to be strong and perfect. And then Isabella, um, she faces this pressure to be perfect and to never falter in Abuela's eyes. Um, Bruno, he suffers this really intense fear of hurting his family to the point where when he thought that he could hurt his family, he went into hiding. And then Mirabelle faces this fear of failure um, because she feels like she's failed because she was never given a real gift. Um, And so this is kind of reflective of um, intergenerational trauma that impacts refugees nowadays. 
I conducted um, some research on intergenerational trauma and found this study conducted by the Journal of Immigrant and Minority Health that found that refugees, specifically the children of refugees, suffer an increased risk of adverse psychological outcomes and vulnerability to psychosocial stress. And these adverse outcomes can include PTSD, mood and anxiety disorder symptoms. Um, so there are many reasons for why intergenerational trauma can come to be. Um, one reason um, can be epigenetics, for example. Uh, I found this study by the Indian Country Today Media Network, uh, which argues that um, trauma can actually impact our genes in a way that they can be passed on from generation to generation. Here's a direct quote that, Academy of Pediatrics reports that the way genes work in our bodies determines neuroendocrine structure and is strongly influenced by experience. Trauma experienced by earlier generations can influence the structure of our genes, making them more likely to switch on negative responses to stress and trauma, um, which can, as I mentioned before, cause adverse outcomes such as PTSD, mood, and anxiety. So what do y'all think about this? Like, do you think that this was presented um, in this movie uh, with the way that um, the trauma was kind of just passed on from generation to generation of madrigals? So I, I definitely think that that's one of the most visible aspects of their displacement in the movie um, consistently throughout. So especially with Abuela, like we were talking right after we watched the movie that everything that she does is kind of to avoid them being displaced again especially now that she has this family that she wants to protect so you see her the whole time um like at the beginning she's praying to her husband that they don't lose their home because the gift to her is that her family has a safe place to live and the pressure that she puts on the other family members she doesn't realize that she's doing it and it's because she's worried about their welfare um and then you see that trickle down to the rest of the family and that their behaviors are modified so that they can try to maintain this family system that abuela has established yeah that's a really good point and like um earlier in this movie we saw that this pressure applies to everyone in the family even little antonio um who couldn't be more than eight years old whenever the spotlight was put on him and he was prepared to go up the stairs to get his new gift he faced this immense pressure um placed on him by abuela and the entire town and um the fact that uh, such a little child can face that much pressure um, is is kind of alarming. And this is definitely not something that's just in the movie. Um, refugees, um, immigrants uh, face this kind of pressure because w like, if you're a child um, that was able to escape a dangerous situation, you need to make your community proud. Like if you're given um, a miracle, it's not like you can throw that away. And like, how can a child, for example, like how how was it when Luisa, um, the amount of pressure that she faced, how is it that she can take a break if if she was given this miracle that no that many refugees aren't able to um, get? So, yeah, I just wanted to speak on that because I think you raise a good point that. Not many people make it to the United States um, mm -hmm. or make it to a, a make it to a refuge place. Um, many people are still stuck in refugee camps or they're not even able to leave like the country that um, they they want to flee from. And so, individuals who do make it here or do who do make it to a place of refuge 
want to kind of they're one of few um and so I think that they can sometimes from what I've understood talking to other individuals they feel like they need to make use of that that they need to to be useful and that um kind of they've been given the equivalent of a miracle whether it's a magical candle or it's a flight to the United States um and they have something to prove and that can continue to go down not just to the individuals who first make it here but to their children and that can get instilled in them um and so I think this movie and the points you made really do a good point of bringing that up because it is something that not all of us understand of how important it is um and what it is like to kind of get this ticket to go to get away from any violence that you're fleeing and then how you have to kind of come back from that and I don't know make other people proud or kind of you have this chance that not a lot of other people do um and so a lot of people can think that they have a duty to then I don't know, perform well, I guess. So I guess like what I sort of wanted to add also was that I think in a lot of immigrant or refugee communities, um, we often see the descendants or uh, the re- a lot of um, first generation refugees themselves. Oftentimes they perform, I guess, very well academically or economically. And I think certain studies have shown that like a lot of that is due to refugees wanting to sort of rebuild the past lives that they've had in their new home in their new home countries and i just thought it was sort of interesting in Encanto that we saw that we sort of saw like uh the madrigals try to i guess sort of build their life again after fleeing violence and they sort of rebuilt an entire village and they just i guess like rebuilt an entire sense of community and just i just found that sort of like drive to rebuild what they had lost interesting so I think going off of that, it is interesting because it is they're like trying to rebuild a safe life, but at the same time, it's like fundamentally different. So like the fact that everyone in the movie that ends up in this new community is people that happen to be on that path that they were walking down the night that Abuela's husband died and saved all of them. So it's at the same time, they're like trying to, they're building a sense of normalcy, but at the same time, it's in this like completely new community that's very that's you know maybe those people knew each other before maybe they didn't but now they're they're here together and I think that that creates like a very unique and very tight-knit as we see in the movie community that is willing to help each other and support each other like we see all of the people in the town towards the end of the movie coming and saying like we don't have any gifts like you guys do but we're here to help we can we can offer our hands and I think that's kind of a sentiment that can be built in a lot of like refugee communities as well as this this intense feeling of community when like so many things have happened to you and now you're together with these people. Yeah. And so, um, so we talked a lot about intergenerational trauma. And so I think um, another thing that we could address is um, the theme of gifts throughout this entire movie. It's, it seemed like they tied tied value to gifts and that can be really impactful um, because I actually found this interesting idea online that the reason why uh, Encanto portrayed refugees as having these magical gifts is to kind of fight back on the perception that refugees are solely a burden to the countries that host them, um, which, is, which is a very common belief for example, um, the forum poll 
found um, that two-thirds of Canadian voters were concerned that Syrian refugees would create a burden on their health care and social services. And um, that's just one of the polls that I found that proved that many citizens around the world think that allowing refugees into their home country would merely just be a burden on their systems. And this movie proves that refugees aren't necessarily a burden, that they have a lot to offer countries and that they have gifts. But then uh, they also go and prove that gifts don't necessarily matter if you don't have family, if you aren't able to see the value of a person in them just being a human being. And that's also a really important value because as we can see, like, you know, uh, in current day, uh, a lot of the discussion around refugees, whether they whether we should take them in or not, is solely based on objective factors rather than them just being human beings. So what are your thoughts on that? What are your thoughts on um, the movie presenting gifts um, as an aspect of refugeeism and then proving that gifts are not necessarily um, indicative of value? Anusha, I had a lot of the same thoughts that you had um, when you watched the movie the first time or right from the beginning, it's easy to see like, oh, one of the themes, one of the messages they're trying to send across is that individuals who are seeking refuge or immigrants have are very useful to a society that they enter, that they have gifts that they can contribute, um, which is a narrative that is increasingly used. Um, obviously, still there are a lot of opinions otherwise, but I know that that's something that we've tried to put out um, and make known is that all of these individuals who are coming to the United States or coming to any of these countries that are fleeing, that they are very resilient and that they come and they have gifts and that they have all this knowledge that can contribute to the society that they enter, which is important, but it's also like, that's not the reason that we should want to let them in. Um, we shouldn't say, oh, you, you should want refugees in your community because they will help you. Um, it should be you want refugees in, in your community, period. Um, like, I, I don't think that there needs to be a condition of them being useful for them to be able to be here, um, especially when a lot of refugees, they're, they're seeking refuge, they're seeking safety. And I don't know when being useful became a condition for that. I think just being human means that you should be deserving of safety and deserving of a future in a community. Um, and so I think that's something Encanto tried to kind of hint at with Mirabel not having a gift and realizing that she is still a value, um, that she doesn't need a gift to be needed in her community and to be wanted. Yeah. Jackie, I think you hit like pretty much everything with your answer. Um, I think that that's another thing about Encanto that I think we're going to talk about like more in depth in a little bit if I understand um, your thoughts, Anusha. Um, but like the idea that they what they have is miracles but at the same time that it's not um like miraculous so everything about what happens in this movie is um is is magical realism it's not like perfectly normal at the same time they're it's really not out of the ordinary so like refugees are not i think we have when we talk about them being burdens i think and i think the the media has like the media and big scare quotes has done a lot of this over the years, especially as the Syrian crisis has risen in recent years that like to create the narrative that these are just like people that are coming to be leeches in a way. 
that there's never even a discussion of what value like it's very dehumanizing there's never a discussion of any value and I mean refugees are just people like you that were born in a different country that now has a war basically like they're doctors and lawyers but even people that aren't doctors and lawyers are skilled laborers or moms that do a lot of like care labor in their home but that at the same time I don't want to say that like to feed into the usefulness argument but I, I think it is very important to underscore for people that might not be aware that any way you look at it from a humanistic perspective or even from like a statistical economics perspective refugees are always good for an economy and always good for society Many of the scenes in Encanto were very powerful emotionally. Uh, I think one of the most um, impactful scenes uh, was the Dos Orguita scene. Essentially, uh, in that scene, uh, it consisted of um, Abuela and Pedro fleeing their home uh, to escape from um, these uh, violent men that were raiding and um, burning uh, their town. Uh, and as they're fleeing, um, the men, um, they catch up to them on horse. And um, as they're trying to run away, Abuelo or Pedro, he realizes that there's no way that they're going to be able to escape them. So he goes back to them um, with his hands up, attempting um, to stop them or to surrender um, in hopes that they're going to discontinue um, harming his people. Um, and instead, they kill him right in front of Abuela and um, his, his babies. And Abuela, she falls to the ground um, with this really, um, really emotional, painful cry. Um, and then that's when the candle, it kind of like changes the scene, makes it so that place um, became their refuge, and the candle kind of just like blows away um, the, the violent men um, in like a magical like wave. And I remember when I first watched that movie, I, the, that scene um, was really powerful to me, and I was just wondering what y'all's thoughts were on that scene and how it relates to refugeeism and maybe current issues um, of refugeeism and how maybe refugees are um, impacted uh, by the situations they're in. So I have, I, I'm a big movie crier, so the both times I've seen that movie, that scene has really impacted me. Um, but I think it's really, I think it's like the emotional core of the movie um, well, the movie frames it that way. Um, and it's kind of important for a lot of reasons when we're talking about refugees, just because I think this, like the actual flight component of someone's story is the part that we both kind of, sometimes we kind of think that that's all of their story. And other times we kind of forget that that is a part of their story. Like most people, I, I think you would, you would be hard pressed to find a refugee who didn't lose any loved ones while they were escaping. Um, and so I think that moment's like a very powerful depiction of that. But it's also at the same time, it's kind of it's kind of like a wishful thinking of what we wish would happen in real life. And like it's a Disney movie and it's magical. So it's allowed to be that. But um, something that doesn't happen there is like what does happen for a lot of refugees is that after that period of time, usually there's a lot of waiting. Um, like there's a there's a lot of period like refugees will talk about their time spent in limbo afterwards, like while they're waiting maybe to be resettled or to have their asylum cases heard or they're in camps and don't have like the right to work, for instance, and that can feel 
very much like your life is on pause until something changes. So I think that's kind of, it's kind of like a, a magical fix at that moment, um, even though something very tragic has to happen, but it's very, it's very Harry Potter in the sense that like the sacrifice of, like the sacrifice of a loved one saves everyone else. I don't know. I just think it's very poignant, but it's also that it, it is very important to remember that. And also that like the lyrics of the song are they're in Spanish. So if you don't speak Spanish, you should read a translation of it. They're kind of about how their their love story was interrupted by this. So it's not like a, it's not like they were living in violence. They were just normal people like anyone else. They had a family. They had triplets somehow, and then they were um, like newlyweds with babies. And then this happened to them, and they just had to act. And that's where life took them. I also thought that scene was pretty interesting. Um, I was sort of really shocked that. A Disney movie would have a scene, I guess, that sort of dark where the abuela was basically sort of mowed down by the invader, by, I guess, the group of men who were chasing after them. I think it does like a very accurate portrayal of how refugees are oftentimes like fleeing very violent situations and their sort of like flights of flights from violence are oftentimes very traumatic in of itself. So for example, many Syrian refugees, they experience trauma in Syria, but oftentimes to make the trek through fleeing from Syria, they had to go through many arduous parts of, of Turkey and many arduous parts of Europe um, to finally get refuge. And they had to experience lots of discrimination and lots of other, um, lots of other sort of challenges. And I think, um, Another example is just sort of refugees fleeing from war-torn parts of the Sahel in um, in Western Africa. A lot of times they have to take very sort of dangerous, um, I guess, sort of migrant routes across the Mediterranean. And oftentimes the sort of routes they take, they oftentimes have to pay um, human smugglers to get into Western Europe. And sometimes a lot of the sometimes these boats don't make it to the to the coast of Western Europe. They capsize. So I think this scene does a sort of good good job portraying, um, I guess, the sort of violence that refugees face while fleeing, even from their initial source of violence. This scene, as you guys mentioned, is a very important scene. But one thing I really like about Encanto is that it's not the main focus of the story. Um, when we talk a lot about refugees especially in the news, we, a lot of people tend to focus on the story of them fleeing. Um, what you see in the news is individuals who didn't make it, who were in the capsized boats. It's like the harrowing journey. Um, it's people, the, the trauma that they go through to get from point A to point B. And that's not all of a refugee story. Um, and I think that this movie it focuses more on the intergenerational trauma on the aftermath of that, which is a very important part. Um, and something that I, I really enjoy that it's not just focusing on here's the trauma that went through. Let's make this, I mean, it's a Disney movie, so I guess it won't. Um, but many movies can sensationalize it, can say, let's focus on, let's make it an action movie or, um, a thriller. See if they'll, if they make it out, if they survive. Um, and this kind of, you don't even get the scenes of them fleeing. You get a few of them in the beginning, but you don't really get them till the end because I don't think they're the main part of it. I think it's the family and the community and the motifs that we've already talked about, which I really like because I think that we do need to reframe the discussion, um, especially in the news, especially just with other individuals from let's talk about the, quote, harrowing journey and all the struggles that they face. And that's really important 
but the journey doesn't stop once you once you get to refuge there's so many other problems that arise um and so I, I just think that's really important and I I liked that the theme of this movie was more about that than I guess the story of them leaving their village and crossing the river that's also something that like if you talk to any refugee that you talk to is not gonna like talk about their harrowing journey that much like a, a lot of times it's because it's like traumatic and you don't want to like be re-traumatized by talking about it again but like anyone that we've ever talked to has been mostly talking about like things like their family and their community their work their lives now like it's not it's like a piece but it's but yeah I like that you pointed that out because that's like if you talk to anyone who's experienced that it's it's not what they do all the time is just relive that constantly yeah, I mean, Aiden, we've been doing this um, for a few years now, I guess. And I've learned, depending on who I'm interviewing, like I'll usually reframe all of my questions. It's not going to be, tell me about your journey, about how you escaped or about how you fled. Um, and a big part of that is not wanting to bring it back up and not wanting to re-traumatize individuals. But it's also, after doing this enough, knowing that that's not a lot of what these people who have sought refuge want to talk about. That's not their story. Um, the, the better things to focus on are the resilience that individuals um, demonstrated in maybe in their journey and their transit, but also afterwards and all the situations that they faced then. So I completely agree. It's something that I didn't even realize until a recent interview that I had shifted all of my questions from let's get the sensationalist story about fleeing somewhere to how's your life been in the United States how have you adjusted because I think that's something that's really important and that isn't talked about as much that was um <laughs> I always say that it's a really good discussion but y'all do a really good job of um answering um my questions or I guess discussion topics I um so uh Aiden talked a little um or hinted a little bit at this but um I think that it's important that whenever we look at movies uh, like this one that deal with um, direct uh, issues that impact real people today, that we hold the movie accountable in some sense of accurately portraying um, those pe people and the issues that it wishes to portray. So, uh, like, what um, ideas or what uh, questions do you want to ask of this movie when evaluating if it did a good job at portraying um, refugeeism? Because I know, like, um, you know, we don't have the right to say whether this movie um, does a good job of portraying refugeeism because uh, we aren't refugees. But we can definitely um, come up with, I guess, um, questions or ideas on how we can um, continue to hold movies accountable and accurately portraying uh, refugees. I can say something really quick. Um, not Obviously not being a refugee and not wanting to speak for them. I know that um, I just recently had an interview with a refugee and his story, it's Abdi Nur Iftin. Um, it'll be released soon. But his story when it came out first on This American Life, it was titled Abdi and the Golden Ticket because he had won the um, U.S. diversity lottery. So he'd got a green card, a visa to come to the United States. And um, in his memoirs and in his stories, it, it feels like a miracle. So it's it's accurate like that, like that word could be used, but it wasn't 
very quick. It wasn't very easy. Um, it was a ton of work on his part to, to get to that place. Um, and so I think in some ways, like finding that refuge is a miracle, but it's, as Aiden mentioned, like that was a very magical version of it where there's a lot that goes into it and a lot that goes into getting to, to the United States or to another country, um, of refuge that many people might not think about. I think people can have misconceptions that individuals flee their country and they make it to, I don't know, the UN and the UN's like, great, like we'll fly you wherever you need to go. And obviously that doesn't happen. There's a ton more, um, that this movie for one reason or another doesn't portray. I, I agree with you, Jackie. I do also want to like preface, I think what, like my thoughts with like, it is, first of all, it's a kid's movie. And so I, I don't need a kid's movie to go like, it's enough. I think that kids are being exposed to this issue. And so, and cause I think this movie does a good job setting it up so that like children can understand and it's accessible to them and they can like begin to develop empathy for people who are, have experienced displacement in real life. Um, and I also think that like refugeeism, which we've kind of already been talking about is one of the themes in Encanto. I don't think it's the only one. Like I would say the biggest one's probably family. Um, which I think is like, good even that what we've just been talking about is like that that doesn't center like their refugee experience is fundamental to who they are as a family but it's not like the primary way that they define themselves like they define themselves as a family first and foremost so I'll say I don't want to sound like I'm putting too many expectations on like a less than two hour kids movie about a family um but also like it does um I know like most of our listeners are I believe all of them are adults. Um, so it, it is important to like, for us to realize that that's like a magical version and that usually like, like most refugees will experience periods where they're in limbo and like they don't have the right to work. They don't have like a consistent home that's going to be like built with firm foundations into the ground in that like they can put down roots and stay somewhere. And that's like very difficult and like families are separated very often. Um, and there's a lot of time waiting. Yeah, years. On average, people spend years in refugee camps usually, which aren't considered like a, a sustainable solution for a displaced person. Um, it's not really like, and they all look different. They aren't all like seas of tents like you kind of imagine that they are, but um, they're not a great home with like the sustainable roots to build a community out of, um, or like communities exist in them, but not like they're not cities in the same sense that there's somewhere you would want to live forever. Um, so I think like that part is missed in Encanto, but I, in that it's like a from violence to safety and then they're dealing with the aftermath of that. But that said, I think the movie is mostly about the aftermath and community and family in that. And so I'm like, I think Encanto did a really good job, but um, it is something just to think about when we're watching it. So um, as we conclude this episode, uh, I think a good ending question would be just to express our personal opinions about the movie. How did everyone like it? I guess I I, I really, I did like the movie, um, but I also felt like, I guess just from aside from the experience of refugees, I do feel like the movie was sort of limited in its scope in the sense that I think a lot of Disney movies, they tend to like go to different locales and different locations. I, in the sort of portrayal of Encanto, like the sort of Colombian village, it was, it was a very beautiful portrayal, but I was definitely interested in 
in sort of exp- in sort of the movie ex- exploring different other different parts of Colombia, and I definitely wish that the movie went beyond the house the movie was sent because the primary setting the movie was basically in was the house itself that the that the magical family lived in, and I was reading sort of other ideas for the movie, and there's there was one idea that was floated around that. The directors wanted uh, wanted Maribel to actually go to a large city in Colombia, and I would I was definitely interested to sort of see other portrayals of other regions of Colombia because I myself am not Colombian, but I do think like just from whatever I've read about the country, I think that a lot of that there are a lot of different aspects of Colombia that the movie could have covered, and I think that a lot of um, a lot of sort of refugees or internal displaced peoples in Colombia, all of them have a different story. And I think while Encanto does a good job of sort of portraying um, this one of the stories of Colombian or just Latin American refugees, I think there are lots of other stories the movie could tell. And I wish they, I wish the movie had sort of expounded upon that more. But those are just my general thoughts. I'll speak on it really quickly. Um... This was my second time watching the movie, and the first time I did not like it as much. Um, This time I really liked it. I think it breaks from a lot of Disney princess tropes in a way that I can really appreciate. Um, Maybe too obviously, like the main character, Mirabel, um, doesn't have any special gifts, whereas in other Disney movies, the princess is the one person who can talk to animals or has magic that people don't like um and she has a big family and that's also not very common in a lot of disney movies usually the parents aren't there there's only one of them um so it was it was nice to kind of have a break from that the music was a little bit different um at lin manuel miranda i guess um you could kind of hear it i feel like so i really enjoyed it um and i i hope that it led to maybe questions or conversations amongst other individuals who watched it thinking like, oh, this deals with some themes that we haven't seen in other Disney movies and maybe we should explore them a little. Jackie, I had the same experience as you and that I liked it way more the second on the second watch. Like I've kind of been joking that the first time I saw it, I watched it and I was like, oh, wow, I love this. This is so fun. And then it ended and I was like, I feel like the algorithm wanted me to like this movie. (laughs) But the second time I watched it, I really saw way more of the details like the things that were coming up and I appreciated it more I kind of I do think like myself watching it as an adult I kind of had the similar experience that you did Rohit that I'm like I wish the world was just a little bit bigger but I also feel like for children it's really I think it being targeted at children I kind of like that it's in the house and that it is really focused on on internal things that we experience and I also do love that it breaks the princess trope Although I feel, I think the only thing I feel about that is that I'm a little bit, I don't know. When I watch it, I kind of wonder if Mirabelle is, her entire identity is like about fixing other people. But I think, I think if the movie had more, more runtime, they would have gotten past that. And I don't think they intended that. And I do think that it's good that she can be the one who heals others without having the gift. Um, But I hope kids don't take away that like, oh, I have to fix everything. Um, but I don't think they will, but yeah, I really, I, I like it. I think it's fun. The songs are very catchy. Um, 
it's very different from Disney and it breaks touches on a lot of things that are very important both in terms of just like we've been talking about refugees but also just mental health it's very good for kids to hear like that they don't need to be perfect all the time they don't need to lift everything yeah yeah I think it's a good movie (laughs) I just wanted to comment back on what you said I agree if there are any young girls watching or listening to this podcast you don't need to fix everyone else that's not your role that's not how you find value good point Aiden (laughs) yeah I really like the discussion yeah um in Kanto um oh I was the one who uh proposed the idea to the podcast because I've probably watched in Kanto like six times (laughs) I have like I have a little sister who's obsessed with um the movie uh and um yeah i most of my um ideas about the movie kind of align with y'all's um i think uh it's yeah it's definitely not like similar to other disney movies uh like the only movie i can really think of it being similar to is like mulan um but i feel like encanto did um a, a, a more realistic portrayal of the um, of the real issues that I wish to portray than um, Mulan did in some cases. Um, and uh, in Kanto, it also addressed um, issues that aren't necessarily like addressed in other movies like mental health um, and intergenerational trauma. And that's, that's something I really like. It would be really um, impactful if Disney continued to make movies uh, such as this one. Um, and it also does. Um, like I, I have a few Colombian friends, and they they um, they're kind of in shock that Disney um, made a movie centered around uh, Colombia. Um, and not just that, the movie does a good job of featuring um, racial diversity, which is um, usually a shortcoming of movies um, centered around Latin American communities in Hollywood. Um, so this movie does a good job, and it definitely does have um, some shortcomings, but it it's definitely unique in the way that it's nothing like other Disney movies, and um, it's kind of an activist movie in the way that it runs um yeah and one if i if i did have one wish for this movie it would be that disney would add um some sense of advocacy maybe towards the end of the movie um because i know that uh, when I discussed um, this movie with with other people who've watched it, they've always asked, what is this movie based on? Is it a fake universe? Like, is this, like, just made up? If they, if they show that this movie um, portrays a real issue, if they gave stats on um, refugees demonstrating that refugees um, go through this and much worse every day, that could be very impactful um and it doesn't even have to be part of the movie if they just gave an announcement showing that they they do acknowledge that refugees um were refugees were represented through this movie um in a way through abuela um i think that would be impactful and uh i i hope that disney does um do some type of a community um announcement because that could really change a lot of people's minds especially in america That was Anusha talking with Jackie, Rohit, and me about refugees and refugee themes in the Disney film Encanto. Articles mentioned in the show are linked below in our show notes. What did you think of the film? Did it do a good job showing the impact of displacement on a family? Let us know on social media or in the comments. 
If you liked this episode, be sure to like, subscribe, and rate us in the comments below. If you'd like to get in touch with us, email us at seekingrefugepodcast at gmail.com. You can always find us on social media at Refuge Podcast on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. As always, thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you in the next one.